This is the Internet Ballers Podcast, Episode 4. You're listening to the Internet Ballers Podcast with your host, Michael Pasha. The show for internet entrepreneurs who want to accelerate their progress and expand their vision by standing on the shoulders of giants. Welcome to the Ballers Circle. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. Today, we're welcoming Fernando Loiza to the Baller Circle. Fernando is a business coach with Elite Marketing Pro who has worked with Bob Proctor. He helps home-based entrepreneurs figure out what they really want out of life and what they're truly willing to trade their working hours for. I had a great interview with Fernando where he talks about all the great things we love to discuss on the Internet Ballers podcast, how to stay motivated, how to set goals, how to really get down to your why so you can figure out what that true emotional attachment is and remind yourself of that whenever you feel discouraged. So with that, on with the interview. Fernando, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Happy to be here speaking with you. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm really glad to have you on here. I, you know, mindset and uh, getting people to uh, get to a place where they really understand their why, really understand um, the things and they can kind of articulate and, and hone in onto those things that are really going to keep them motivated and moving forward, I think are so key and important in, uh, in starting and running a business. Uh, so I, I would like to, to kind of just take a step back and talk to you about, um, you know, your business. If you could just give us a quick overview of like what your story is and how you became, uh, came a coach, uh, in, in, uh, in this arena. Sure. So, um, so as you said before, I, um, so I'm aligned with Bob Proctor. I met, uh, I heard about Bob many years ago when I first tried network marketing. And once he started to explain the power of the mind and the subconscious mind and the connection between the two and understanding how, you know, the conditioning that we have, uh, controls everything that we do. Um, I was just mesmerized and it was like, you know, the, the light had been turned on for me. And from that day on, I just started, you know, absorbing his content, looking at his stuff and um, trying to improve my own life at that stage. Um, I was part of, uh, interestingly enough, I was part of a fundamentalist uh, Christian group back then, uh, which is another story. But um, unfortunately, as a result of that, I'd lost passion uh, about most things. And when I was asked the question, what am I passionate about by someone when I was doing some more personal work, uh, the one thing that came to me was I love people. You know, I just love people and I want to help people. And it was at that stage, you know, having been exposed to the material with Bob, that I decided to start learning how to become a, a life coach. So I did some training online to become a life coach. And then I did some other work with Landmark Forum, um, which some people may or may not know. And I went through that whole curriculum for life um, and went back to coach inside of that program as well because I wanted to try out what it was like to, to do coaching all the time. And, and I just loved it. And so I didn't have my own business for a long time. I just uh, I was in corporate Australia. And what I was able to do that was use all the ideas that I learned from Bob um, to improve my own results. And in the first year that I was in corporate role, uh, I was in the top 10%. I was, you know, being paid to go overseas in beautiful trips, six day, everything paid. So everything was paying off, which was fantastic. Um, but I still had my passion for, for coaching. So it was only until more recent times, uh, last two years, when I finished up with uh, in my corporate role, that I decided that it was time to, to pursue what I love to do. And so I started to, I went to Canada, I met with Bob, and 
came back uh, with the opportunity to teach his programs. And I soon realized that uh, teaching the programs one-to-one wasn't the way to go for me. Uh, it was hard work trying to connect with people. Uh, corporates weren't responding so well. And then I got into the home-based space and I identified quickly that the biggest challenge that I see with people in, in the internet space and the network marketing space is not knowing about the products or the companies or how to prospect. It's none of those things. It's themselves, right? It's just the image they have. And everyone has a lot of knowledge, but um, that knowledge is not translated into results. And it's because of a thing called paradigms. And so that's the area that, that I focus on, helping people understand that and how to make the mental shifts they need to do to help them break through and, and achieve the results that they want. So that's what, I'm passionate, that's what I'm passionate about. And I'm privileged to be able to work from home now, not having a corporate job anymore, and spend my days helping people do that, which is how we met. Huh. Awesome. You know, so, so when you talk about paradigms, um, I, you know, I've heard about you know, paradigm shifts and that sort of thing. How do you define a paradigm and, and why is that so important? Yeah, so paradigms start um, you know, when we're infants, um, as, as babies. Uh, what happens is um, some people may know we have what we call a conscious and a subconscious mind. But when we're babies, we don't have – a conscious mind is not developed. So all we have is a subconscious. And so there's no filter. So everything around us is absorbed and is programmed into us. So we have this, this massive con, you know, conditioning habits that are formed. And that collection of habits later on becomes that paradigm. You know, the food we eat, the language we speak, the way we walk, the way that we behave um, are all based on decisions that were not, were not our own, right? They were decisions of people around us. And um, I've often heard it said that, you know, most people are just adults or are children, little little children walking around in grown-up bodies. And it's because most people have never gotten to understand how much their paradigms, you know, that mass uh, conditioning, those habits are controlling their lives uh, on autopilot. So it's only when you decide to to look at your life and, and typically it's when you go for a big goal that that these things come up, you know, your paradigms are manifested. And, it, and then only then do you have the opportunity to start to work through them and say, okay, what are the, uh, what are the actions that are not supporting me as a result of this and, and what are the actions that are supporting me and then what do I do? Yeah, the ones that are not supporting me, holding me back, what shifts do I need to, uh, to make and how do I do that? And so then you've got to understand the, the relationship between the conscious and the subconscious mind and how they both operate differently uh, in order to be, to be able to make the mental shifts necessary. Okay. So once you, uh, you kind of get an idea of, of, you know, how your conscious mind is working, your subconscious mind is working. Um, how do you, how do you control those mental shifts? How do you make that happen? So the first thing is to decide on what it is that you want. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, and you know, recently we've been doing a challenge called the Persistence Challenge, you know, which is a chapter in Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. And it talks about how only 2% of people have a, a written down goal and a definite plan of action. So most people don't even have a goal or something that they aspire to. They're just you know, walking around, um, just existing, right? right. Not really living, uh, which is a shame. Um, so when you do decide... Uh, that you have something more that you want to aspire to. And and we talk about not just a goal but a vision, something that inspires you, something that excites you. And it should be something that scares you at the same time. It's, it's when you go after that type of goal that your paradigms come up because now you're stepping out of your comfort zone. And so 
the way the way to overcome that, and there's got to be a transition that takes place. And I actually talked about this in, in a recording that I did in the community that I operate in, and it was all about how, you know, we have this programming. The best example I guess I could use is, you know, people that are overweight. You know, you can take someone that's extremely overweight and you can do um, uh, the, the band surgery that they're that doing the stomach, right? Um, gastric band surgery, I think they call it. And so they make the stomach smaller. And so people stop eating quickly and they start losing uh, weight um, rapidly. But there's been no transition mentally. All there's been is a physical change. So they still have this paradigm of who they see themselves as being, which is the person that causes them to overeat uh, in, a, in a different looking body. And so it's only a matter of time before they revert back to that person that they really are because of that paradigm. So the only way they're going to be able to make that full transition to the results that they want, the new results, is by having a new idea that you fall in love with. So we all have the existing conditioning, which I talked about before from a young age. We then have to choose what it is that we really want to to live, uh, trade our lives, our, our waking hours going after. And then we have to uh, allow ourselves to fall in love with that. And the process is through constant space repetition. You know, we've heard of, you may have heard about visualizing before, visualization. I have. Um, yeah, so I have a process where, you know, I invite people to create a morning ritual where they write the, the goal uh, in the present, in the state, or in the form of I'm so happy and grateful now that because the subconscious doesn't know the difference between what's real and what's not. You put that on the back of a business card, you carry it with you, and uh, you read it as often as you can if you're driving, uh, if you're at the supermarket. And then every day in the morning, you want to write that on top of a page and then write a full movie script. And as you write the movie script, you get lost in the story. You add the color, the depth, the detail. And every time you're doing that, you're, you're strengthening that image. And what you're doing is if you want to, if you can call that image, let's say the, the why type idea that you're impressing upon your subconscious, which currently has an X type conditioning. And over time, the Y becomes stronger than the X. And only then do you begin to operate from that new place. You know, so your habits change, your behaviors change because you've now stepped into this new way of being that's going to help you achieve that goal. Right. And as you do that, of course, uh, you break through. So, the, you know, there's fear that comes up with all that because we're stepping out. But it's through awareness that you, you continue to move forward, step through the fear, get the results. And then, of course, what happens is that that why becomes your new X. And then, of course, you start going after the next goal, which is at a higher level. Does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. So one thing that that I think is really interesting is that, especially in the internet marketing space, you you hear so many stories about. Um, I think really what you hear is you know a lot of success stories, right? This person made X amount of dollars in this amount of time, and you know buy my program because you can do the same thing. And then I feel like what happens with a lot of people is they. They think, okay, well, this person did it in that same time frame. I can do the same thing. And then when they don't see those same results, um, they want to quit. They want to give up. Um, yeah. So one of the things that I've been trying to figure out, and I think a lot of other people you know, in the space are trying to figure out, is how do you set a realistic goal that is also a goal that, that you know fits into... Uh, like you were saying, something that scares you, right? How, how do you yeah. how do you find that balance so you're not well, setting yourself up for failure? Well, here's the thing, and uh, and this is where where the stuff that that I teach that I've learned from Bob 
is different to to what you typically see out there, and that is that the reason why most people fail uh, at their New Year's resolutions or goals in general is because they set what we call realistic goals. That's what you're. That's what we're trying to do. You know, you should set a goal that's realistic, something that you think you can attain, um, and that's the worst type of goal. Right to say because they're uninspiring, mm-hmm. and so the moment that obstacles come up, what happens is we begin to rationalize. And I know Bob calls rationalizing. Uh, he says to rationalize is to rationalize to your mind bit by bit. And so what happens is you set an uninspiring goal, something you think you can achieve. Obstacles come, and all of a sudden you start to rationalize how good you've got it. You know, you know the job of God is not so bad. At least it's a steady income. I get four weeks off a year, I get benefits, I get to go home every Friday, daughter I get on Sunday, and all this sort of stuff, right, which is all nonsense, okay? Um, so what we want to do is we want to create what we call a, a C-type goal, and a C-type goal is a goal that really moves you and inspires you, but you have no idea how you're going to achieve it, see? So this is where it's different thinking, right? And you've got to use your conscious mind to, to get to that place where you understand that the goal that you want to go after should be something you've never done before. All you care about is that it's something that, that you want, that you desire. And the fact that you desire it is the evidence that you have what it takes to manifest that goal. right? And the reason I know that is because, you know, even with yourself, Michael, your goals and my goals are different. Right? And sorry, and your desires and my desires will be different. So you may desire to be a brain surgeon. That tells you you have what it takes to go and invest the time, the hours learning all the stuff about the brain and all that sort of stuff. I don't have time for that. I don't have patience for it because it's not a desire. <laughs> but if right. I wanted to be a scientist, then I would invest the time. Now, for me, it's about people. So I've invested you know, years, countless hours, nights, uh, reading, learning, uh, attending seminars, you know, uh, listening to material to be better at that because the vision that I have for my life is about helping other people transform this. So the more I understand about me, the better I can help someone understand themselves. Right. So, so in terms of to you know your question about the balance, all you have to worry about is going after what you love, what you want to spend your time doing, and it's the job of the subconscious mind to bring the how. Right? Most people get caught up thinking, well, I want to set this goal, but I got to know how I'm going to achieve it before I actually set the goal. All right, but that's not what you want to do, right? You want to think about what you want and let the subconscious go and do the work for you. But so that that can happen, you, there is work that needs to be done, and that's where that morning ritual comes into place, right? You need to write the goal out. You need to read it daily as often as possible. Uh, you need to get to a point that by touching that card, the image that's impressed on those words flashes on the screen of your mind, and you need to write your movie script and you need to visualize once a day. You know, just get lost. Because visualization is the language of the subconscious mind. And I liken the subconscious like a taxi or a cab that goes out uh, to, to deliver what you need on time. Um, but the only the way that it's going to do that is if you give it the right fuel. And visualization and doing that mental work is the fuel. And the moment you stop doing that, you can just imagine that subconscious like a cab parked in the garage. It's not going anywhere. So, yeah, so if you want to manifest a goal, know what you want, be passionate, be excited. Uh, It's how you feel that matters more so than what you think. And then your subconscious goes to work. Okay. So would you you say that um, the differentiator between, let's say, the person, because I think we all know those people who always have these, like, grandiose ideas, right? I'm going to do this great, you know, (laughs) amazing thing, and then they don't go fall 
go through with it, right? And it, yeah. and it sounds like a it's it's definitely something that when you when they talk about it, you're thinking, wow, I don't know how they're going to accomplish that. Yeah. Um, so I guess I'm thinking. So with that person, is their issue typically that they're not doing the visualization part frequently enough to keep themselves motivated, or what do you think is the is the issue there? Yeah, correct. So it comes down to what I call the knowing doing gap. So we all have a knowing doing gap, right? Mm-hmm. And, and and Bob often says, you know, who you are speaks louder than what you say. So, you know, even in the network marketing space or the home, you know, business space or marketing space, everyone knows more than they think they do, right? Everyone knows more. The, the problem is not what they know. The problem is what they're doing with that information, okay? Uh, and this is why you see people doing course after course after course, um, but not getting the results. And it's not the knowledge. Um, what it is is the paradigm. So the, it, it comes down to the visualization, the, the ability to impress that image upon the subconscious so that it becomes stronger than the programming. And, and this is the thing. If the, vis- if the vision is strong enough, your pain of not achieving that outcome is going to be greater than anything you may have to do to get there. Hmm. Does that make sense? Right. So for some people, it may be, you know, if I want to be in the, in the marketing space, in the online space, I'm going to have to do videos. But if I haven't got any credibility yet, or I'm starting out and I've never done a video before and I've never done any work on my programming or my paradigms, then all of a sudden this little self-talk starts to come up or, you know, who do you think you are? You know, uh, what makes you think? Syndrome. <laughs> yeah, so what, what makes you think that people are going to listen to you? I mean, what have you achieved anyway? Right. And, and this nonsense comes up, right? And it's the action that actually propels you forward and it's the action that overcomes that because you, you can't have the fear and the action at the same time, right? So um, you, if you take the action, then you're going to get the result. But you have to do the mental work. I mean, that's what it comes down to. You have to program. Ride the over, the, override the old program with the new one. Um, and that's how you allow yourself to get emotionally connected because once, once an idea is impressed upon the subconscious. So this is one of the core differences between the conscious and the subconscious, that the conscious mind can accept and reject ideas. So we can contemplate anything. Uh, so the person listening to, to our conversation today, they can choose to accept it or immediately they can reject it. Okay, But once an idea is accepted as truth by the subconscious, it can't help but cause the body to move into that vibration to produce that result. Hmm. And this is why it's so critical that you impress it because once it's impressed, it cannot escape anymore. It must move your body into action. So your goal should only be to fall in love with that idea. And this is why it's critical that it's something that you really want because if you don't, then it's, not going, to be, it's going to be easy to just reject it and put it aside. But when you really want something, then it's going to be impressed at your core and then your body must take the, you know, the action required consistent to produce that result. Okay. Do you have any tests that you can use to figure out what you really want? And that may sound like a ridiculous question, but you know, I, I feel like a lot of time, a lot of people talk about like the importance of passion and the importance of, you know, direction and knowing what you want. But I think, I feel like a lot of people don't really know what their passions are and, and they pick something that they think they're passionate about and then they use, lose interest in it quickly um, yeah. so I guess, do you, do you have any like tools or techniques for finding out like, what are you really, uh, yeah. you know, excited, passionate about something that you're going to stick with? That's an interesting question. And, uh, I've been doing some work only just this week with uh, a friend of mine who I met not long ago. His name is Mark Bonis and, um, 
he achieved some uh, significant fights. He actually hired an island in Fiji and brought a whole uh, group of people. He created a tribe of people to go and create an ecosystem, right? And people paid money and they hired this island and people would just come from all over the world. And he's developed this program where he helps you find your your birth purpose, he calls it, hmm. which is what you're asking. And And basically it's a process of, you know, just relaxing yourself and allowing yourself to go back in time to the first time you remember being happy about something, right, mm. and, and excited about something. And that starts to give you clues about what it is. And I did that exercise again recently as I was working through one of his programs. And um, what it made me realize is that from a very young age, I was a sort of uh, child that people would come to. Even as a young kid, people, my friends would come to me for advice, uh, or to guide them or show them. So there was that element of wanting to direct people. And that just continued to grow. Now, I lost that for a while when I was you know, caught up in, in this fundamentalist group, but it was still there in my core. And, and when the time came, the time was right. It just flourished again, and I knew that that was my, my, my purpose. So that's one way. I'm sure there's other ways, but that's one way that I know it is a, actually a good way to look back. The other way to really assess what it is that your purpose is um, or what you're passionate about is to think about what you desire, what you want, because that desire is the language of spirit. And it's the language of spirit telling you that there is a possibility inside of you, you know, just seeking to express itself outside of you through your body action. And this is going back to what I was saying before, your desires and my desires are different. And that desire is a, a huge clue as to what what you want. And the fact that you desire it tells you that you have the potential to attain that if you persist, right? Mm. It doesn't mean just because you desire it, you're going to get it. There's got to be discipline, you know, there's got to be sacrifice. And sacrifice, you should be willing to sacrifice, you know, just about anything except, of course, integrity and relationships. But, you know, sometimes you may lose sleep. Sometimes you may lose ego, right? Sometimes you got to be prepared to, um, you know, fail, right? And, and, and take the learning and move forward. Okay. Yeah, that that's I like that. That's uh that's a good way to look at it and some good techniques. Um so I guess uh, so what do you think are the difference the the differentiators between um people who are who are successful and able to accomplish their goals and uh and people who are what what do you, what do you think are like the top traits of of those individuals? So one they know what they want mm-hmm. straight up, right? They know what it is that they want and and they've allowed themselves to just internalize it. So knowing what they want allows them to do what it takes to get there. And, and I know that's, that's been part of my story, like, you know, coaching and pursuing. And not, for me, I didn't want to have a corporate job anymore. And I actually went back to get a corporate job, and I only stayed there for two months because I was dying a little <laughs> bit every day. I really was. I right. was dying a little bit every day. And I went home and I told my wife, I said, honey, I'm sorry, but I can't do this. I, I need to be doing what I love to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to die with the music in me, you know. It's a song. Um, and I know Bob says that you know, sometimes when people die, it's only a formality because I never really lived. And I think about these things and I say, well, you know, I want to live. I want to make a difference. I'm here for a purpose. We all are, right? We just want to find out what it is so that we can, uh, we can pursue it. So the people that achieve versus the people that don't achieve, uh, I think it really just starts with 
taking the moment to decide what it is that they really want. Like you almost need to interrupt your, you know, we talk about interruption marketing all the time, but sometimes we, we fail to interrupt their own lives. You know, we get caught up in a cycle. So, you know, if, if you're a married person, you're married, you've got kids, kids go to school, you get up in the morning, you make breakfast, you go to work, you come home, take kids to after school activities, and then you go to bed and you do it all over again the next day. And, you know, 20 years, 30 years go by, and then you realize I didn't really live. Right. Uh, so we have an opportunity right now, you know, in this conversation to really pause and say, what is it that I would really love to do with my life? Because once you know what that is, then you can start to take action and steps towards achieving that. You know, for some people, it may be a better career. So we're not saying there's anything wrong with a job, right, or a career. That that suits some people. And, you know, we need doctors, we need engineers, we need all these sorts of people. There's a place for them, but it's got to be what's important to you, what it is that you want. Um, so to me, doesn't matter how you look at it, I'm convinced that it's it really is about having that vision for what you want. And once you know what you want, and more importantly, why you want it, right, you've got to know why it is that you want that, then the rest it becomes simple because then it's, it's about handing it over to your subconscious and letting it do the work for you. Uh, it's connected with every other subconscious. It's connected with universe. It knows what you need. It knows where it's at. It knows when to bring it to you, but you just need to continue to do the mental work and continue to allow yourself to become emotionally involved with that idea. Okay. Um, yeah, and that's going to help you break through the old paradigms because it really comes down to shifting that self-image. Okay. Now that we have programmed. Hmm. Huh. I like that. Um, so now that you're you're out of your corporate job, you're you're working from home, you're doing your own, you know, coaching business. Um, how has your lifestyle changed, and how has your relationships been affected um, by that 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 shift in, um, in in career? Yeah. So so that's a, that's a tricky one too, right there, because. When you, when you begin to work for yourself and you're working from home, it can become a bit of a lonely uh, existence, right? Because it's just you and, and your computer working from home. Right. And it's interesting because I am connected to the whole world. <laughs> and every day, every day I'm, I'm speaking to, you know, people all over the place, all over the world. Like, you know, I could be speaking to Italy. I could be speaking to Italy one minute and then South Africa the next and then the UK and then, the, you know, the US and then Australia, New Zealand, whatever. Um, online, but in terms of those physical relationships, uh, it takes work. So you have to, again, it's, it, that that becomes a matter of discipline to make sure that you don't neglect, you know, your your local community because you can get lost. I found that it's easy to get lost online mm-hmm. um, because you're connecting with people everywhere, and you got you actually have relationships with these people um, all over the place, and you're living your passion and you're excited, but. There is that other part of you here as well. So for me, it's actually been tricky that way because I I'm an introvert. Um, you know, I'm quite happy being on my own. You know, but you know, my wife, you know, she likes being with people. So I have to make sure that I don't forget that, and also that I don't forget, you know, to get the kids involved in stuff because I much rather be here talking with people and working and changing lives. But it is important that in the process we don't lose what we're trying to achieve. You know, within our own families as well. And uh, in, in doing this coaching work and thinking about like all the sort of mindset things that you've learned, um, have you been able to share any, any of these things with like your wife and kids? And are there are there certain like principles that you try to instill in your kids so that they grow up with the you know a, a more productive, helpful uh, mindset? Yeah, for sure, um, definitely, definitely. So 
you know you're in trouble when you start getting coached by your kids and your wife. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's funny. So I've got three young children. My, my youngest is uh, she's uh, uh, the girl. She's eight. And then my middle son is 10 and my eldest is just about to turn 13. And if I say something to them, you know, my, my son will say to me, Dad, is that a need or is that a want? You know? <laughs> and, and he starts using all the language, right? And, and I just chuckle inside, you know. Of course, I'm not always pleased when he says it. But, but definitely, look, I've taken them aside and, I, and I've, I've showed them the, the power of the conscious and the subconscious mm-hmm. and helped them understand from a young age how, uh, how to create, you know, find out what it is that they want to do. Uh, and, of course, that's going to change over time with them. But right now, I just want to help them understand that they have the power to choose. And uh, also the power of that self-talk is really important, making sure that you're never declaring words or statements that don't support your life because um, the subconscious uh, does another difference between what's real and what's not. And I'm sure that, you know, we've at one point or another heard this stuff before. We talk about, you know, I'm so dumb, I'm so silly, I'm so stupid. And, and, and we might, you know, chuckle after that, but the subconscious doesn't know the difference. All it registers is the negative affirmation with that. So it does even those basic things, you know, teaching the kids that is pretty good um, because then that creates that foundation. And you've got to remember that I am creating their paradigm, right, because I am their environment. Um, so... The more they understand about this at a younger age, the better equipped they're going to be to really choose what they want and not just become a victim of a system, you know, where they feel like they have to get a job because that's the only option. Like my 13-year-old, he's a gamer, right? That's, I guess most kids today, they like the internet. So his vision is to create videos and, and creatively and, and have a YouTube channel and create a following. So I support that, you know, provided it's not over over the top. But I support that because he's expressing his passion and his desire, and he has a vision for himself in that space. So hmm. that's awesome. Yeah, so it definitely, it definitely helps. Uh, it doesn't always work, and you know, I'd be lying if I said it works all the time. But it doesn't. But you know, it's like everything. It's 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 about steps. Right. Now you said. Um don't make statements that don't support your life. I really, really like that. But can you can you expand on that a little bit? How how do you make sure that you don't make those those sort of statements? And what are some examples of of things to stay away from? I know you mentioned like I'm so stupid, but what are, yeah. what are some things that people may not necessarily you know? I think those there are certain things that are obvious, but what are some some less obvious things that people might not put in that bucket? Um, anything related, I guess you know, to to related to work and just like. A while ago, a while ago, I had some, you know, I had a challenging uh, time in my own life, in my relationship, and I realized that I was having conversations all day long with myself. I was having this chatter going on, and it was like my wife; she was talking at me, but it was my head talking. It was my version of, of what I thought she was saying, and I never realized um, how much uh, I was talking inside of my head, you know, this stuff. And and then I decided to interrupt it. At the moment, I heard myself. Going into a conversation, uh, I stopped. I just said, you know, cancel. And then, you know, it was an active statement, right? Deliberate, cancel, and, and stop the conversation. And, and things started to turn around because um, I think it was Emerson that said the only thing that grows is the, the thing that you give energy to, right? So if you, if you allow conversations or thoughts in your mind uh, run rampant, then that's going to shift your vibration. And, and remember, whatever you feel, that's what you produce and that's what you attract. So if I didn't want to attract negative things into my life, like you know, um, upsets and things like that in my family, then I needed to stop those conversations. And I needed to make that conscious decision. But for a long time, 
I didn't even realize I was having these conversations. And it will be interesting for everyone listening here to, to take note of what conversations they're having in their head. So it may not even be just making the statements out loud. Like I said before, I'm so dumb, I'm so stupid, or, uh, you know, I've got a really bad memory, uh, which is a common one when people, you know, you introduce yourself, so I'm sorry, I apologize, and I'm no good with names. Like everyone has a perfect memory. We just choose not to commit things to memory. So that's like a, a simple example. But to me, the more, the more dangerous one is the internal dialogue, you know, that we have. Um, and we may have even heard it said before that the way we speak to ourselves, you know, we'll probably never speak to someone else like that. We're very, <laughs> very, very harsh with ourselves. And it all has to do with programming, with paradigms, with conditioning from a young age, right? right? Which is why it's so critical that, that we do the work, that we find out what we want, and, and we just every day nurture it and feed it and, and step into that life that we want to go after, not the life that we've come from. Right. Wow. Uh, Fernando, that, that's, that's some really great information. I, I, I literally wish I could stay here with you all night and talk about this stuff. I know you have to go and I know that, uh, you know, you, uh, I provided some great value on the show so far. Um, I, uh, I really appreciate the, the information that you provided and, and, uh, uh, I, I'm sure everyone listening has, uh, has, you know, been taking notes, <laughs> Uh, as we've been going through these things. Um, so before we go, I wanted to ask you, uh, how can the Baller Circle get in touch with you and learn more about your business? Yeah, so best way is to connect with me on uh, on my Facebook page, um, which is you know, Bring a Global or Fernando Loaiza. I have you know, pages. You can follow me. You can follow my uh, my page, which is really just about you know providing value to people, helping them improve where they're at and, and go after the things that they want to go after. Now, there's obviously content in terms of you know, network marketing because I operate in that space. So just be mindful that, that they are going to see some of that. Uh, but I'm also, I've, I've recently created a group called Bring a Global as, as a, closed, a closed group. And if people want to know more about these sort of things, then I invite them to, first of all, connect with me on Facebook and then I'll invite them into the group because I really want to grow that and, and just create this inner circle of people that just want to push themselves and really bring it um, bring it in a big way and live life on their terms. I think we, we all deserve to live life on our terms. I think that we're able to. Uh, it takes courage. But if, you, if you're committed and you stay the course, then you know it could be a, a good future ahead for everybody. Right, right. Perfect. Well, sounds good. Um, Fernando, I really appreciate the time and, um, yeah, have a, have a great, um, great week. Great night. Good on you, man. Appreciate the time and the opportunity to share some of the insights and uh, I'm sure we'll speak again real soon. Sounds good. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Internet Ballers podcast. Don't miss out on next week's episode. Head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave a review. Check out the Internet Ballers blog at internetballers.co for more tips on how to accelerate your progress and expand your vision.